Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm, I'm Michael, Michael Paul, Paul Smith. And I guess I'm Ted O'Gorman, because I'm a trained improviser and I'm supposed to yes end. You don't negate a choice. That's true. Right? Yep. And now, Ted and Michael present another installment of Wall Street Journal Cartoons Described. Hey, Ted. Hey, Mike. How's things going? I'm great. I'm looking at some Eisenhower-era satire here. Okay. Uh, This is obviously from the 50s. We're in... uh, what should be a pretty stylish office, there's actually a, a pattern on the carpet. Okay. Sort of like swirly lines all around, which I guess gives you a sense that it's upscale. And there's a picture on the wall of the office behind our, I will call it our main character. There's actually three guys in the cartoon. Okay. And I kid you not, the picture is of what honestly appears to me to be four mushroom clouds. So he's got a portrait of, are you sure they're not trees? They could be trees. <laughs> Now that I'm looking closer, they they might be trees. I was going to say, even for the 50s, that would be a really weird portrait to have on the... But what's odd is all the foliage of the trees is is out of the frame of this picture. All right, maybe they're mushroom clouds. I don't know. So they're all trunks, if they're trees, with just a little bit of the bottom rung of leaves is visible on the picture within the picture. So we have the main character. I can't tell you what he's doing yet. But we have two other guys. They're all in uh, business suits. The main character has his jacket off because he's in his office. Uh, but he's got his vest and his tie. And there's two guys at the door. One of them's wearing a pinstripe suit and is smoking a cigar. And kind of looks like FDR from a profile. All right, so we got a room full of big shots. Room full of super big shots. So there's a guy smoking a cigar in a pinstripe suit standing in the doorway. And there's a one behind him who's not smoking a cigar and isn't in pinstripes so you get the impression that he actually might be sort of like a mid-management kind of guy right right yeah but back to the guy at the desk he's got a telephone he's got a stack of correspondence and he's got a little nameplate although there's no name on it okay and he's actually he looks angry he looks like a super busy guy and he is hooked up to an iv oh wow this uh, is not where i thought that was going okay <laughs> through your curveball uh he is hooked up he's handling it all himself there's no nurse's aid so he's a he's self phlebotomizing <laughs> yeah there's also a thing behind him and i don't know what it is oh it must be the the iv extension the the bag is hanging up but there's a thing behind him that's some kind of mechanism I, frankly i just don't know what it is it looks like a toolbox this from the guy that thought trees were mushroom clouds <laughs> a dark turn of mind sometimes the the friends at the doorway the business associates at the doorway the, the guy in the pinstripe suit is looking on um, just sort of proud and not surprised at all. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Like, he's okay. just, like, certain of what that is. And the one behind him is looking on, like, Ooh, the mid-level management right. guy. yeah. And now I guess it's time for the caption. Well, let me, can, I, can I take a guess first at what the message of this is going to oh, be? Oh, I love that. That even when you're sick, you're supposed to come to work. That's... That's super important. Incorrect. No, okay. That would be appropriate. Do you want to try another one? Uh, I think that's all I had was that it would be something about, yeah, these guys are so rich because even when they need an IV, he sticks it in himself and he sits in his office still working. Mm -hmm. But you don't always need an IV when you're sick. Could be hungover. (laughs) 
You know, you hang a banana bag, you feel a lot better in the morning. <laughs> you feel instantly better. Yeah. He could be working on a, a Tour de France run. It could be that. Yeah, he could be blood doping. <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're dancing around it, so I'm going to give you the caption. The caption okay. is, I assume the pinstripe suit guy is saying this. He goes, Wilkins never wastes a minute, JP. That's his lunch. Wow. So the idea is that he's they're so busy. Although it's, I don't know how how much time you're saving when yeah, you just I eat think a sandwich. It's less efficient to have to hook up an IV bag, take it down, inject yourself, make sure there's no air bubbles in the line. It seems like he's wasting more time. Mm-hmm. You can you can order a sandwich, order a nice yeah roast beef, cheese, whatever. What did they eat back then? Same, same yeah, thing we I eat think, now. I think pastrami. pretty much the same thing. Yeah, a good pastrami sandwich that they're going to make for you and deliver. Yeah. There's probably a sandwich cart in this office, by the way. But you could have a full mouth, and you could be writing away correspondence. You could even be full mouth ordering people around. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Buy, sell, whatever. You know, but he's sitting alone on, with an IV, staring angrily ahead of him while his associates are behind him See, I thought comments. I thought this... I didn't see it going this way, and I mean, in terms of waking time, if Mad Men is any indication, guys like Don Draper spent half the day napping on their couches. Yeah. Like, he wasted a lot of time in that show. Hold my calls. Hold my calls, I'm going to lay down. And everyone just kind of went, oh yes, of course, he's been thinking so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ted, I'm just going to show you the cartoon now. Okay. All right, here it is. What do you think? Was I accurate in my description? They do look like mushroom clouds. Yes! And I mean, told you! The other thing about this IV, which I find strange about like his efficiency, is he's got to keep that arm still on his desk the whole time. Yeah. He's turned himself into a one-armed guy. He doesn't even have a typewriter in front of him. Wilkins, you're an idiot. Yeah. And I think he likes the, he likes the pain of it. Yeah. There's well, got to be some other benefit to I, him. I think he likes that it looks like he's being really efficient. He's <laughs> yeah. going to go home after this and be ravenously hungry. <laughs> yeah, you just want to chew something. Yeah. At that point. You get no flavor out of that bag. This has been Ted and Michael present Wall Street Journal cartoons described. All right, listeners, it's that time once more. Head to the dimmer switch and lower those lights. Light your candles. Lay back in your favorite chair. It's time to shower with Mike. I'm hungry. Hang on, I'll be right back. Shower spaghetti is a natural aphrodisiac. You want some? I want to try some. It's really good. No? Okay, more for me. Mm. Oh, I almost forgot. I got this bouquet for you. I hid it under the sink. Huh. Who knew? Steam can find its way under a bathroom sink. That is my bad. But a real lady knows it's the thought that counts, right? Please lock the door behind you. This has been another installment of Shower with Mike. those off. Okay.
What? What is that? Ew! No, no, it's Who not what you think. Who were you with? I just have to. Ah! Remember the last time you let your penis get sunburned? Introducing Captain Cal's Penis Sunscreen. Conventional sunscreen has never been good for those sensitive areas when you visit your favorite nudist resort. It's hard to comfortably make it blend with your natural skin tone. No matter how much you rub, it just doesn't look right. And the result leaves you with a blotchy and pale penis. Not what you want after a day at the beach. Instead, use Captain Cal's Penis Sunscreen. It's easily applied and won't leave you looking like your favorite member is stuck in December. Captain Carl's Penis Sunscreen. Turn your schwanz to bronze. Available only in Florida. And now we present Christopher Walken filling in for Santa Claus, already in progress. Santa? Jesus Christ! Go back to sleep! You just ruined what would have been a wonderful surprise. Look, kid, I'm not Santa. I'm method actor Christopher Walken. Now, where's your tree? This layout, it's illogical. In the morning, you should tell your parents to seriously rethink their decorative choices. Why is the couch at an angle? This doesn't make any sense at all. Put it flush against the wall, right? It's all catty corner. I hate that. And what's this table doing in the middle of the room? I smacked my shin on it as I walked in. Look, kid, I've got presents, and I've got a couple billion other houses to get to, and your parents have decided to make this as hard as possible for me. The tree's in the dining room. In what universe does a Christmas tree not go in the living room? I mean, I get it if you're poor. Maybe it goes by the furnace in the kitchen where you heat the bricks that you use when you get into bed at night when you're cold. If you were Jewish, yeah, sure, no tree. But son, you're Methodist. I have this information on my list, and I checked it twice. It's not too late to go on the naughty list. Don't jack with me, boy. Tired of seeing your friends succeed in life while you're stuck in a rut? Are those red pants wearing Harvard cunts giving you a hard time? Check out the Hogwarts Technical School of Witchcraft and Wizardry at our new Massachusetts satellite campus. Oh, you'll enjoy the same magical education people have experienced at the original English campus, but you won't have to venture outside the greater Boston area or experience one moment in a new culture. My dream of working as an 18th century historical reenactor wasn't as glamorous as I'd hoped. I mean, how many times can you tell somebody, this is what Paul Revere used to take a crap? So I went to Hogwarts and got myself a time turner. Now rich people from the past pay me top dollar to tell them what the future's like. I was slinging rock on Dorchester Ave when I got popped by a couple of stadies. I had three choices, go to prison, join the army, or go to Hogwarts. I chose Hogwarts and couldn't be happier. Wizards will pay through the nose for a dime bag of Felix Felicis. I haven't changed my passion and I can't get pinched because I've gone legit. Hogwarts promises you that when you're enrolled here, your security is paramount. Our private squad of Dementos is supplemented by a whole bunch of middleweight boxes that are past their prime, but still pretty good. 
I saw the Bruins lose to the fucking Islanders. Me and my friends waited at the locker room exit to call the team a bunch of butt fillers. Boy, did we get our asses kicked. When I woke up from my coma, I was told my friend had enrolled in Hogwarts. I decided to follow his lead because I can't think for myself. My parents died in a freak, I killed them accident. I ran to Hogwarts with the hope of enrollment. After they found out about my check in history, they deemed me not a fit candidate. But since then, I've been surviving on unicorn blood in the Forbidden Forest. Such trusting and truly gullible animals. In ninth grade, I found out I had ulcerative colitis. Donnie and Mackie bullied me into eating all the war burgers I could handle till I shit my brains out in the middle of Yastremsky's bar and grill. Those fucks had a good chuckle, but then I found Hogwarts. Once I mastered the Cruciatus curse, Donnie and Mackie got what was coming. I tortured them for three days with their own early 90s recordings. And fuck that Joey McIntyre cunt from Needham for good measure. Hey, Mrs. Costigan. Hey, Mrs. Costigan. Mrs. Costigan. Mrs. Costigan. I heard they sent Tim up Shirley Way for passing bad checks. Guess the apple really doesn't fall far from his whore mother. How am I doing? I'm at Hogwarts, you saggy bitch. Oh, enroll in Boston Hogwarts today. Act now and receive four free months of Spotify. Use your time turner and call five minutes ago and receive free admission to the farmer's market at Holy Cross. They got corn. Hogwarts. Get sorted for life. I went to Hogwarts and I got sorted. And I got sorted. And I got sorted. Get sorted. For, for life. life. For life. Go fuck yourself. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of the replies and the retweets and the rates and the reviews. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for sticking with us for 10 whole episodes. Ted, I'd like to dedicate this episode to the two promos that we recorded that never saw the light of day. Mm, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, because you wrote both of them. We played mm. we played Wisconsin Ice Fisherman in one, and Ted pretended to be an orphan in the other, which of course he's not. And they made it all the way to post-production, but couldn't get past Fort Jillian. Thanks a lot, Jeeps. Oh, you're welcome. They weren't good enough. That's what I'm here for. She's right. Yeah, no, yeah, they no were, argument They here. were awful. Ted, do you have a dedication? I'd like to dedicate this episode to comics who still wear bright colored shirts and wacky ties. Thanks for being the unsubtle embodiment of the spirit of the early 90s mirth that you're trying to represent. Stay tuned for outtakes and for our fancy outro. We have a new episode next Wednesday, and you can hear me on my wife, our producer, Jillian Pensavalli's podcast, The Hamilcast, from time to time. And you can follow her at The Hamilcast. Not Wall Street Journal. New Yorker. Nope. Wall Street Journal. Really? You're right. Mm-hmm. I like the dichotomy of the guy who's such a strong worker that he'll have an IV at his desk as his quote-unquote lunch, and the other guy's in the doorway smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah, and the IV guy doesn't even notice him. Yeah. And I like that his name is Wilkins. Oh, yeah. Because this was a time where you had to be an Ivy League wasp. Where else do you think he learned how to tap an IV? <laughs> he was a skull and bones man. <laughs> Who rigs every Oscar night? We do. Doesn't this guy kind of look like FDR? It looks like he's wearing glasses. A little bit, but he's standing up. <laughs> Polio was a real deal. Sure was. Introducing Captain Carl's penis sunscreen. Because the only time your penis should burn is when you've earned it. Instead, use Captain Carl's penis sunscreen. The perfect thing for when your little man wants an even tan. 
jack with me, boy. It's not too late to go on the naughty list. I'll burn this house to the ground while your parents sleep if you ask me again. This is walk-in claws pickups. Excuse me. <laughs> Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones brought to you by Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Jill, can you do a boy voice, a, a boy cartoon voice? I mean, I can try. Yeah. Bart, Bart Simpson's a woman. Yeah. Santa? Santa? Gee, nice okay? job. <laughs> Scott Malkinson, I have diabetes. Yeah, I'm, I'm Scott Malkinson, I have diabetes. Santa? This is the role you were born to play, who knew? <laughs> I'll burn this house to the ground while your parents sleep if you sass me again. I was there the night Natalie Wood died. I'll make it look like you fell off, fell out of a life raft. I've got some experience with this. Go to the police, Anna. Me and Bob Wagner, we covered it up. We talked to the ship's captain and said, you tell anyone about this, you're next. Wizards will pay through the nose for a dime bag of Felix Felices. 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 Wizards will pay through the nose for a dime bag of Felix Felices. Felices. Wizards will pay through the nose for a dime bag of Felix Felices. What is it? Felix Felices. Felices. Felix Felices. 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 Now rich people from my past pay me top dollar to tell them what the future's like. And I and um it's pretty bright. <laughs> Michael Reed Sketches into Microphones was written by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman with some room for improvisation because this is a comedy podcast, you guys. We're not tied to the page. The podcast was produced by me, Jillian Pensavalli, and edited by me and Michael Paul Smith. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, you don't want to be on Ted's bad side. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at MPSmithNYC and at Ted O'Gorman, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use TedandMichael at gmail.com. Visit TedandMichael.com for episodes and full credits, including voiceover actors and music tracks. Thanks again for listening. Stay weird, friends. Mm-hmm.